What's up, good people? It's another episode of the Saw Straight Talk Show. Today, we're talking about some different topics today. On the entertainment side, we're talking about some upcoming movie news, some upcoming movies. Also, I'm going to touch on the Shaquille O'Neal and Damian Lillard. Which, you know what I'm saying, that is fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually think that that's pretty cool that they're doing that. So I'm going to talk about that. That shouldn't be nothing where you be like, these guys should stop. And, you know, this is fun. It's great. And, and you know, break down some people talking about it. Like, I didn't really feel that it was necessary for it to be talked about on, like, first take and undisputed and stuff like that. Like, that is something where, like, if it was on, like, The Breakfast Club or something like that, it'd be cool to sit there and talk about but to hear Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless talk about rap, it it, it it was it was okay. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, y'all don't really know. Because they broke it down into where they was breaking it down to like, well, you know, he don't got no championships. He was sitting there saying, you know, Kobe didn't win no championships. Like, yeah, you breaking down the lyrics, I feel you. But you got to understand that is what the norm, like Barkley said that to Shaq. People have said that to Shaq. So, I mean, like. Is in the in the realm of saying that yeah you can say that in a in a, in that in that type of manner of, of especially if you're gonna put it in a hip hop song or this like Dame Lillard got a Visa or a Mastercard any better than Trevor Reza ever Trevor Reza can think of Trevor Reza got a ring because he was on a team you know what I'm saying so that's why I was saying like it just Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless they was killing me man my ears was burning but um. I just think, you know what I'm saying, from when Dame Lillard decided to sit there and say that I'm a better rapper than Shaq, and he was like, you know, everybody just looked at Shaq like Shaq's rapping, which I, even I did whenever I was like, I was a kid, you know what I'm saying, and nobody really thought that Shaq, but Shaq had money, Shaq had people coming to him and saying, hey, you want to try this, you want to try this, you want to try that, you know, Shaq was put in position, Shaq got top producers, Shaq got to do a song with um, the Biggie. Like, Shaq was very fortunate. If Shaq just came out with a bare-bones album like a Damian Lillard, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think his second one has some features on it, whatever, but if he would have just came out with a project with just him and just, you know what I'm saying, come on, man, let's be real. Shaq wasn't going to be that nice. So, I mean, like, he got the hookup of being Shaquille O'Neal and got the right things around him to do that uh, Can't Stop the Rain album, and it did good. Cause, cause that around that time he's bigger than life. Shaq was doing it all. Cause am now seeing the movies at the spectrum is a little different, and you got to hit. You know what I'm saying? Shaq, Steel, and Shazam were good movies in my days of growing up. But you know, people talk about those movies now. You're like, okay, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. But I looked at it as like Shaq felt it'd be fun. To sit there and make a little rap battle between me and a fellow rapper that plays basketball. The only thing that I can say is that Dame Lillard is just a flat out better rapper than Shaquille O'Neal. So when people look at like the diss, you don't have to be a good rapper. You don't really have to, you know what I'm saying? Like you just come out with this song and rhyme and diss people. And that's a diss song. I mean, just look at like Boondocks with, when he was like, you know, like, when when the grandpa came out with the diss song, like it, you know, that wasn't. You could come out with a diss song if you anybody can. Like you just gotta be like, man, your breath stink, and every time I come through, your breath stink. I don't, you know, just saying it. Just that's, you know, what I mean, like that's 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 that. You don't really take no real rapping skill. You know, what I'm saying that's why I always said that. Um, 
on the blueprint, um, I always thought Jay-Z's diss to Nas was way better than than Ether because Jay-Z, all in total, went at Mob Deep, went at him, went at Nas, went at the crew, you know what I'm saying? Like, like TakeOver was that nice, and he was able to do it in three verses to just tell real facts and diss and out rap. Nas, where Nas rapped okay, more of the like jokes and stuff like that. And I just always say that like if you get out rap, and the jokes are, or you could say the diss points are more poignant or more factual, then you lose. And that's where Shaq got points because hey, I got five, you got none, bro. You know, or four, I got none. You know what I'm saying? Or you know. The, the 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 fact that you know what I'm saying he got rap rewards but like I said I broke that down but Dame Lillard man just he sliced them up because it really wasn't about no ring talk it wasn't about no money talk they both got money and the ring talk is different because Dame Lillard was a little kid and we in a different style of NBA like Shaq's position is totally different now but Shaq the prime shot could have played in today's NBA. He would have ran the floor. He would have dribbled and everything. But I'm not here to talk about sports in that aspect. I'm here to talk about the rap part. And Dame Lillard, man, I just felt like he, he sliced him up, man. He sliced him up. And Shaq had good bars, too. But, you know what I'm saying? But when, when Dame said the thing, like, like they give you all the money in the world, but they traded you for Penny. And that was the thing. It was like, they didn't know Shaq was going to go win a championship in L.A. or not. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know Kobe was going to come in and beat Kobe. Because let's be real, that what he meant by that, and something that Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless missed, is that Shaq was wanting to be the guy in Orlando when Penny was turning up. So they was like, all right, bye, fool. We keep Penny. Penny got hurt, unfortunately. Shaq got Kobe and got a ring. Shaq wasn't going to no finals without Penny. And here I am talking about basketball game. I'm just saying, just keeping it real. So that was just a good bar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got, you, like Shaq got fortunate. Um... It, it just the beat. I mean, just how he raps. He raps so calm, so casual, man. Just like, just like he's like he's professional. Like if if Dame Lillard didn't have a career in basketball, man, like he would be a he'd be a rapper. He would be a damn good rapper. Like just period, man. Like he just if Shaq would have came out with another album, another album, it would just kept flopping and flopping, flopping. Um. Um. And then you got, it's the thing is, now you got people, you got people like Dwayne Wade, people like, ah, like, Dame was wrong. Like, I couldn't win when I shot. It's like, it's a rap song, man. Like, get down to it. Dame Lillard in a, in a table would be like, you know, you got, you had Shaq, you had, you know. But Dame, I mean, uh, Wade, let's be serious, man. That was not Shaq. <laughs> but it's just rap. It's rap, man. You got to put lyrics in whatever's going to sound the coldest, whatever like that. It's like. Nas called Jay-Z a tabo hoe. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't doing tabo, he was doing boxing. So, I mean, like, you you go with the words, man. And that's why I say, like, it was no need for Shannon Sharp or Skip Bayless to sit there and try to break down both disses, man. It's like, um, it's no need. I just felt like it's fun. And uh, Dame Lillard Shaq had a good run. Uh, shit. Um, if it wasn't too long ago... Um, who was it that had another had had a couple song battle? Um, it was uh, uh 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 damn, it was just not too long ago. Uh, 
it, it, it's gonna hit me. It's gonna hit me. It was a little small little battle because I was like, Brody can rap. Um, oh, Bagley, Bagley, Bagley can rap, man. Like, like that was that was so Bagley and um, oh my goodness, see, and this is what I say, man. Like, the show is so organic in the in the sense of saying like me having my set topics we're gonna talk about. Forgot all about that Marvin Bagley and uh who went at it, man. Bagley this uh, 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 it'll come to me, man. Wasn't it uh Lonzo? It wasn't Lonzo, was it? Who was it? Yeah, it was on Dave Lillard. Dave Lillard's been checked twice and Dave Lillard had to destroy twice. The people have forgot about that and I hear even me, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, with this all this media and news and stuff that comes I try to keep up with. Before the season started, uh, Bagley and it went at Dame Dollar, you know what I'm saying, on, like as far as like words or whatever like that. Then Dame drops a song, and then Matt, uh, Bagley drops a song, and Bagley wasn't, it wasn't bad. Bagley not a rap. I felt Dame got him on that one, though. It just, the way he put it out, the song was longer. The, the the beat, the the way, you know, it, I always say, like, Dame's going to win just the way he lays the track down. You know what I'm saying? And how he raps, his, his demeanor, his flow. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, like, rapping like, dog, I'm already better than you. You know, he's not trying to over yell. He's not trying to, he's just like, like, dog, I'm, I'm here to just destroy you. And that's, that's, that's too, he's undefeated so far this year. The people has went at Dame Dollar. He took out Shaq. He took out Bagley. So, if Marquise Daniels want to get out of retirement or Lou Williams, you know, for or if you want to say the active players, Lou Williams, I don't know any more active rappers in the NBA, but if Lou Williams want to get step up to the plate, go ahead and make you that diss song, bro, and let Dave hurt your feelings. But I always remember, uh, if, if, hey, Steven Jackson, where you at, Captain Jack? Stack. Act five, is that what his name is? Allen Iverson, sit down. Kobe, sit down. I'm just playing. Those are the worst NBA rappers of all time. Allen Iverson was, but Kobe had no business. But, like he said, it helped him do what he's doing now with the uh, punies or, you know, the, the, the media stuff, like how to create a story. He learned that by writing rhymes. Crazy. That he was training on something he was planning on doing retiring at a time where he was playing basketball, trying to perfect on how to write stories and stuff like that. He, he chose to rap for a little bit. So it's crazy, man, how methodical people can be. Real methodical, man. But big ups to Dame Lillard. I thought he uh, he got Shaq on that one. And, you know, Shaq has some good bars. Like I said, man, the the uh, I like that you shoot jumpers. But Shaq still bang on like just how that came with the you know the beat and you know that old school bum 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 bum. I like that he did the little puppet thing. I didn't really like the puppet thing too much, but it's just a good song. It wasn't like a trash song, so it was just a good honest diss track that wasn't too disrespectful and Dame's wasn't too disrespectful. So Shaq actually made Dame cuss a few times, but you know it was in that in the in the right line of saying like it wasn't. Both of these guys ain't going to swing at each other if they see each other. It's just all good fun. And uh, Marvin Bagley, I wish he could jump in this. Mar Bagley, make a diss track on Shaq. I dare you. Like, I dare you, Bagley. 
But yeah. Keep it moving now. We're going to keep it moving. Talk about some movie, no um, movie news. Um, I know yesterday the news dropped, but I'm going to talk about it and get my thoughts on it. You know, um, already getting good reviews as far as the uh, Dolomite is my name. Eddie Murphy um, with the Netflix movie. Uh, we got Wesley Snipes in it. It's got your boy from Key and Peele in it. Uh, that movie's doing well as far as the reviews goes. But the big thing is, is that he's coming back out, or, you know what I'm saying, in the works of coming back out with Beverly Hills Cop 4. It's already been three. I always love the third one. People probably don't love the third one like as much as the second or the first one. I think the second one is the best one. But Beverly Hills Cop 4 can be great in this generation to where it, it can just, you know, be like, oh, man, I want to see the first one. I want to see the second one. You know, and these kids that are like, you know, the ages that can watch it now can go back and watch Eddie Murphy back in the 80s, and that'd be kind of cool. He's 24 years old when he did Beverly Hills Cop 1. 24 years old. Came out in 1988. And Axel Foley was this, I guess you could say like a, because John McClane and Die Hard, how he was just your average guy that could, you know what I'm saying, do some things or just somebody that just wanted to go talk to his wife and then a whole bunch of shit breaks loose in a, in a, in a tall building. In this instance, you have a, a Detroit police officer who's young but has a lot of skill and a lot of uh, good intuition to where it was like the way they did the storyline. I ain't want to go fully into it, but it's just like the way they did the storyline is that Eddie Murphy's character of Axel Foley was this young black police officer that had very good skills that he could be a very fine detective in which he ended up being, you know what I'm saying, able to be at a young age at the in the Detroit Police Department. And then he goes to Beverly Hills to find out what happened to one of his dear closest friends, which another dear closest friend that was in that area can end up helping him out, which was a female. And then on in you meet other, you know what I'm saying, you meet uh, Rosewood and you meet Taggart. But it just goes on to where you, you're seeing this guy, which in this time, in this time of day, you know what I'm saying, like a black cop that's out of his jurisdiction Going around Beverly Hills like no like there's no problem. And he's, you know, using wit and and and, and wisdom. He's using, you know, saying brawn and using all that stuff to solve his problem or case. And then the second one goes and then I which I think is the best one, it continues on to that. And then you got, you know, saying uh Bridget Nielsen and and you got um, you know, you bring Rosewood and Tiger back. It's just a it's just a better movie, better cast. And just a better story, period. Um, but, you know, the third one, if you have pretty much, it, it looked like the third one was going to be like, hey, just to send off or whatever like it, or, you know, or a break. It wasn't nothing too serious. It was something that could be fun. And it was, all of these movies are comic, uh, comedy action. So none of these movies are just all grittied out action. So it's all got some comedy into it. And Eddie Murphy delivers in a great way. I think if Eddie Murphy was in Die Hard, I don't think it would have been as good. But if he would have been in something like 
I would think. Like if if he was if if say if Eddie Murphy was in like this that that day and age Eddie Murphy, like if he did Point Break, you know what I'm saying like instead of Keanu Reeves, like who knows what that 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 might would have been kind of cool because it would have been kind of funny, um, or Speed or something like that. I don't know. Speed was is a good one to sit there and say, but uh, Turner Hooch. You know what I'm saying? Instead of Tom Hanks. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Murphy and that dog. It would have been it would have been hilarious. But for him to be wanting to come back up with this now with you know, when Beverly Hills Cop has had at least three uh resurgence. There was a two spin off shows and then a movie. And I think the movie was, was about to get kicked back up back in two thousand sixteen and it didn't happen. So Eddie Murphy's making it back. And he's bringing Rosewood. No, I mean, I, whoever, bring everybody back. Even Tiger. Tiger went in the third Beverly Hills Cop, which I don't know why. I don't know who's still alive and who's not. But bring them all back. Because Coming to America 2 is coming back. It's already filming. Arsenio Hall. Shoot, James Earl Jones is reprising his role. Are you kidding me? Like, I hope they'll bring the mom back. Hush, hush up. The boys in love, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy played play like 10 people, so the cast is going to be ready to go. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for Bad Boys for Life. That's coming out January. That's coming out January, man. Can't wait for Bad Boys for Life. But if anything is going to happen with this Beverly Hills Cop 4, I think it's going to be like 2021. 2020 or 20, yeah, 2021, I want to say, is going to be. So we got some time on that. Kind of cool, kind of cool. Eddie Murphy getting back into it. He's doing stand-up, too. He's getting back into the stand-up thing. He only did two projects in the last 10 years. It was uh, Mr. Church and uh, I can't remember the name of the other one he did. Uh, but it was, I know he did Mr. Church. And I know it was another one kind of like serious. It wasn't one of comedy or nothing like that. So he did some, he did some safe, you know, underground type projects where I guess he wanted just to, you know, Backstreet still can make people go, oh, Eddie Murphy's in the movie. Check it out. Because I did hear good things about Mr. Church. I didn't ever get to see it. But I guess I'm about to check it out now. He's getting a full-fledged comeback into things. But um, Star Wars 9 has been the top discussion. Um, about what Ray in the story is going to like because it blew me away. Like, if you look at like Rogue One, on and you introduce a Ray, like, who is this person? I mean, now we know that she's got the Jedi powers and all this stuff like that, but who is she? We don't know who she is, you know. The whole time we know, you know, what I'm saying you, you, you see her this, this, uh, like I said, I think the last three movies have been great. Um, action wise and just how you know what I'm saying you incorporate different things you know I'm a big um, Donnie Yen fan, fan so to see him in the movie was cool and to see Darth Maul uh, in that in the um, solo movie man that was dope like that was dope to see Darth Maul I was like there he is but these last movies they've been doing has been great but this Star Wars 9 is going to really have to tell some stories but 
the way the Star Wars work is just how they do with older movies. They always showing new characters, new 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 stuff. There's always something new that you're gonna see that might be in the book, comic books, and stuff like that. But it's just like there's always something new in these movies. But these movies got different timelines, so it's just like they gonna have to really do this safe on on Star Wars Nine and telling us how can we really get to know Ray, her parents, and the right flashbacks and things like that, or her she's her just telling her story or whatever like that because it's been so dry. It's like almost like the Joker. Like you don't know nothing about Ray, so just like. That's gonna be cool. And um, bringing back, um, what's his name? Uh, Palpatine, man. Like, uh, he's coming back. I don't know if that's gonna be on like a flashback type thing, or if that's gonna be like a. Uh, I don't know if that's gonna be like a flash, flash, flashback type thing, or is, it, or is that gonna be like current? Like he's gonna be like right then and there, because I'm pretty sure he he got sliced up there, but I don't know how. That all that stuff works, you know what I'm saying, whenever they bring back characters, because, you know, that laugh that he did and stuff like that was always popular to me, so it's just like, man, what, 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 like, what are you going to do on that? <laughs> That's just crazy, man, but, um, um, what was another other thing about Star Wars 9 that I wanted to talk about, too, was, um, they... Like, can we can we have Jar Jar Binks come back? There's like I, I didn't even read nothing about it. like I want Jar Jar Binks back in a freaking movie, man. Like, um We need Jar Jar back. Like, where is Misa Jar Jar Binks? We need that back. But um uh, I'm I'm pumped up for Star Wars Nine and I wouldn't say that I'm I'm more of a Marvel guy, more of a guy that can tell you more about Lord of the Rings and things of that nature, but Star Wars, I was a very late bloomer on that, and ended up watching all of them, and caught up, um, you know what I'm saying, I'm dead, I'm dead on them right now, but this movie right here is going to have to really knock my socks off, you know what I'm saying, to really, to really reel me in, which I've been a part of the Star Wars force, as you can say, I've been part of the force for quite some time. I'm 31 years old, and I've watched them all right when I turned about 19. So I, to get the understanding of it is still getting all that stuff processed, but you know what I'm saying? The movies has been great. The movies have been great. Um, but you know what I'm saying? What they're going to do between her, her and Kylo Ren and that relationship. I just hope she don't turn dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just hoping that she don't get dirty and stuff like that. But I hope Kylo Ren gets to see the light and he become good. I mean, it's Han Solo's son. But damn, he killed Han, though, man. Like, you don't kill Harrison Ford. God, that sucked. I was like, whoa. Like, because the movie he did on uh, Homeboy that was that was sitting in the, in the throne, you know, whenever he was, I, I know your every intent. I know your every thought. That was cold-blooded. I thought he was turning the new leaf right there. He got tricked. Got tricked. I thought he was turning over a new leaf. I'm like, oh, we good. He good. Nope. He just wanted the power. And that's all we needed in this world. Now, go give me my steak. You know, he want to be like that type. Like, come on, man. 
Like, come on, man. But, you know, to see, to hear that laugh on the trailer, though, from, um, from the Emperor. Oh, Lord. Woo! He's coming back. Uh, 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 uh. That shit is funny. Keeping it moving, though, man. MCU Phase 4. But I want to talk more. I love talking Marvel, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Joker first as far as saying, because it's going to be a other DC things we'll talk about, but um, Todd Phillips, I know he's getting that, like, why would you say that about comedy movies? I'm not here to sit there and go hardcore into that, because you're freedom of speech, man. You can say what you want to say. I mean, the man's probably got some type of hate mail, some type of backlash, some type of controversy for whatever type of comedy he wanted to produce. So he's in the right mind to sit there and say something like that because he didn't say nothing too harsh. He was just saying, I don't really want to do comedy movies no more because you get bit and it happens. Look, Dave Chappelle still hasn't gotten, uh, which he don't care. You know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle don't give a shit. But it's just the fact that you got to sit there and thinking that, oh man, that hurts somebody's feelings. Like they sitting there boo-hooing and, and stuff like that. In this woke world we live in today, which he was right. It's hard to produce comedy because you're stepping on toes and you got to have this in there and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's the world we live in today. So he steps into this dark realm of play, uh, of directing this Joker movie and you got somebody that's like, hey, I'm on it. I'm getting yoked, uh, which... I'm glad that he cleared the air on that because, like, that was so much confusing that to where, you know, Martin Scorsese was, was, was helping out with this and which I think he did have his hand in it. But the whole the whole thing, Martin Scorsese is going to promise Leonardo DiCaprio to play. All that bullshit. No, look. Which I knew from a person that's like Leonardo DiCaprio who probably been around some shit to where, you know what I'm saying, like, even just like Keanu Reeves, you know what I'm saying, whenever a homeboy, you know, OD and died and stuff like that, but Leonardo DiCaprio probably was looking at that role probably like, man, thinking about Heath Ledger, like, I ain't doing that shit, you know what I'm saying, Joaquin Phoenix is a different animal, and I think, like, he can process it a little better, I think he would be fine after this role, but I don't know, I was probably worried about Leonardo DiCaprio if he would have played that role, Joker, but I just knew it wouldn't happen, and it wasn't true, and it wasn't... He wasn't up for it, and he wasn't thinking about it or nothing like that. He was not going to play Joker. So people have led to believe that um, Joaquin Phoenix beat out Leonardo DiCaprio. That's false. So that that got made clear by, by Todd Phillips, the director of the movie. So he gets Phoenix. Phoenix is all pumped up for it. Now, the one thing about this movie I can't say is that for all the movies that I've covered or just followed, you know, because I'm a big person on trailers and just seeing how movies are being filmed and stuff like that. This, in this new technology, phone, camera phone era and shit like that, this movie had more content out on YouTube as far as on set. Like, it was crazy. Like, when the movie first started filming, it was crazy on YouTube. The, the videos that, like, five-minute, six-minute videos of on set stuff, like action cut stuff, you know what I'm saying, like seeing Joker in the uniform or in the suit, or just seeing him, like, it was crazy how that they presented that 
or gave the opportunity for people to be able to sit there and get that. Because I'm like, how in the hell is somebody slick enough to sit there and get these shots of this or whatever like that, man? I mean, and leak them like that. But from the looks of it, it hasn't hurt the uh, the suspense of the movie. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it was like the first few months of filming, man. It was like, or, or whenever you heard about this movie being made, that's all I kept seeing. Cause like I said, I, I look for stuff about the movie, and that was popping up. I'm like, man, you get to see on set stuff. So I've seen some scenes that maybe or maybe not have been cut, or might have made the final cut, or whatever like that. But this movie has already been pre-reviewed as far as like reform film of the year, film festivals, and stuff like that. So you already know it's gonna get that Oscar type talk, and uh, and with somebody already won an Academy Award in Phoenix. Um, I, it can happen again. <laughs> it can happen again. And um, with this movie being, I think it's going to be like two hours and some, it's going to have that weight to it. And uh, wow, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, man. I'm pumped up. I'm going to see it tonight. I got to see it on the, on the, on the Thursday night showing. And uh, I'm very excited to check this movie out just to see. Because this is the first other than The Killing Joke. Um, this is your real um, chance of seeing a real true origin story for the Joker. So now we're going to know his name is Arthur Fleck and that he was a comedian and all this stuff to go through turmoil and whatever the hell he's going to go through. I'm going to find out later on tonight. But that is the story of Arthur Fleck. And, and this is the cool part about it is that we don't have to worry about Batman and all that stuff like that or just say that he's whatever the villain or whoever he's the villain so there's no hero in this there's nobody that's coming to shine take the shine away from joker so it's gonna be cool it's a cool movie to see and it's you know ronson's concerns which is fair because the bane mass people think it was the joker situation no it was bane it was dark knight rises it was bane people do came in with a bane outfit and started shooting up the theater so it wasn't Joker. I think there's a couple of news outlets that got confused saying, uh, saying, well, you know, back in the world, that was the Dark Knight movie where Heath Ledger's Joker. No, it was Bane. I ain't saying all news outlets got it wrong, but I've heard a lot that was out there on TV that was in there talking about that back then. It was the Joker. It was the reason why it was Bane. But neither one of there was a horrible thing. It shouldn't happen. But, you know... I'm a realist, and, you know, if people want to sit there and act all, <laughs> the police should have shot him on sight. The police should have shot his ass on sight. But no, they took a Burger King, let him get a burger, took him home. And now he's in a crazy house. Now, I heard he, he getting the death penalty. I think I think I did hear that he's actually going to get the death penalty or something like that. But, yeah, they didn't treat him like he killed people freshly like a good three or four hours ago. You know, I didn't I didn't take too kindly that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. This movie is going it's going to do very well. The the one thing that's going to hurt me is that Endgame came out this year, and Endgame had a very tremendous performance by Tony Stark, aka Robert Downey Jr. I know I'm supposed to say that the other way, but that's Tony Stark to me. When I see him, that's Tony. I'm gonna call him Tony. When I see him, I'm gonna say Tony, and I'm gonna say Tony. Why the hell did you I 
I got a few questions, actually. I got three questions for Tony, but I'm going to get into that later. But he could lose again to a DC character. It'd be a Joker. Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder played Kirk Lazarus, a person who played a movie star who was a movie star who was going to be in a movie who chose to have a uh, surgery done to be black. And he played a black person throughout the movie. You know, a lot of people had controversy towards that, but it wasn't blackface. It wasn't how it was in those days or nothing like that with the big monkey lips and stuff like that. That's a smack in the face. But this is film. This is something that's turned out to be funny because it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's funny. Like an Australian actor who's an Academy Award winner dives deep into characters so much that he wants to play a black character that he's going to have himself surgically augmented, his skin augmented to have black skin, and he's going to talk like a black man. And, that, and they, they did it so fucking hilarious, and it was done so good that the man was up to win an Oscar. But no, Heath Ledger said, you know what, I'm going to play the Joker, and he came in and just killed it, and then he got the Oscar. Now here we are, fast forward to say, hey, how many years, 10 years, the, the reunion, you know, the finale to the, to the premiere, the start of Iron Man, now we get down to the end of Iron Man. It's, it's, it's cold to that, man. It's cold to that, to where he could lose to another Joker. Now, granted, it wasn't Iron Man that he was up for the first Oscar. It was Kurt Ladgers from Tropic Thunder. But Robert Downey Jr. is the actor, and he could be losing to another Joker character. But we'll see, because Oscars are shortly away. Four, months away. They're months, months away. I just don't want no bullshit. I want to go home with a good mind. Good movie. Nobody did nothing crazy. I ain't turning on the news or getting on Facebook and hearing about somebody did this and da 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 da. I don't want my viewing. I don't want my viewing experience of this movie to go down in shambles. And if I hear that some theater out somewhere, somebody sit there and did something crazy, it don't make no damn sense. So I just want people to go out there and act like they got some sense and watch this movie and just go home and, and talk about it. Make a podcast about it. Do a YouTube video, man. Draw a picture. Do some push-ups. I don't care. But don't do nothing crazy, man. We don't need it. After the Vegas shit and all this nonsense and shootings here and there and shoot, act, just cut it out, man. Shit. You know, somebody read today was like, why do these mugs sit there and come out here and want to shoot some people? Ain't getting none. Just some sexually frustrated bastards, man. <sighs> I'm not going to get started on that. I'm going to keep it moving. But looking at the DC Universe, man, it's got some heat coming, man. I'm talking about some pure heat. Because everybody remembers Harley Quinn, Black Canary, The Huntress. Cassandra Kane and Detective Renee Montoya. I'm talking about the Birds of Prey. I'm talking about Harley Quinn's crew 
Because Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, did such a great time job with Suicide Squad. Such a great time. It was a good time. She has she's got her own movie. Because this is pretty much her movie. What a wonderful, what a wonderful, 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 wonderful thing to see that. Is that we got um I, I'm a big fan of Rosie Perez. She's playing Renee Montoya. Elizabeth Winstead playing the Huntress. I love her too. Um Smoley Bell's playing the Black Canary. That's dope. Um Um, and then you got Journey, uh, I mean, not Journey, uh, Ella J. She's playing Cassandra Kane. I mean, just low budget, but it's going to be right rated R. And you're going to get to see Harley Quinn be Harley Quinn, man. It's going to be crazy. And she ain't got the Joker. She hates the Joker. We know how, how that ended. And this this is gonna be a good one, man. And I think if you go from this movie into whatever you're gonna go in, in 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 the future, man, it's a good way to do it. Especially when DC needs to take their time and make movies like this and build, you know, what I'm saying character arcs, you know, what I'm saying build shit, man. Because the, Marvel did that, you know, what I'm saying they did that. So following the same suit just don't bite completely, but you gotta follow in the suit, man. The movie's called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Cool, man. It's her shit. And, of course, we got the Wonder Woman 84, 1984. That's coming out 2020, which that right there is going to have Cheetah in it, played by Christine Wiig, which that's, that's pretty dope for her. That's going to be pretty dope. Um... Can't wait for the trailer to drop on that. I think that's going to drop sometime in December. Maybe hopefully sooner. Uh, Birds of Prey trailer is already out. It's like two minutes long. It's super dope. Um, like I said, the trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 should be dropping around December. And yes, she's going to have some new armor. And yes, she's still Gal Gadot. Bad as hell. And if anybody tried to call her a thought, I'd smack shit at you. Batman, the Batman is what they call it, the Batman. This is going to be like the detective Batman. I mean, this is like the, you know what I'm saying, the, the great detective um, version of this guy. And uh, played by Robert Pattinson, the guy who was the vampire in all those cheesy Twilight movies. So cheesy that I think that they're coming back with Twilight. And you're coming back with a Twilight movie while you're playing Batman. I gotta bring my hands around your neck. I'm just playing. The DCEU may be continuing, but as Joker proved, not every DC movie will be a part of it. Matt Reeves, the Batman, promised to be fresh and distinctive take on The Dark Knight. And this is a younger Bruce Wayne. And um, so, I mean, like that whole point of him being old and how Justice League was, this is like a, a prequel. This is like a another beginning you know what i'm saying this is another like which i think dc is going to serve better in not trying to do a saga or not or trying to be like marvel just come out with movies you know what I'm saying you don't have to sit there and have things connected because y'all screwed it all up y'all rushed it 
came out with Man of Steel, and then you came out with Batman vs Superman, and then you came out with Suicide Squad. Then why did you have the nerve to come out with Justice League? Should have came out with Flash. Then you come out with uh, Aquaman. Then you come out with Wonder Woman, like how y'all did. Wonder Woman was so good that they thought we should come out with Stuart Justice League right away. No. Keep building the characters. You could have built Flash up to where we liked him. Now we don't like him. The Ezra guy, whatever his name. Then Cyborg, horrible. No build up, no nothing. He was already in the darn arm uh, in the in the in the robotic suit. You went to a flashback where he was, you know, it was horrible. Cyborg could have had his own movie. Flash and Cyborg could have shared a movie. Hmm? Hmm? They could have shared a movie. Wonder Woman could have had hers. They could have shared a movie. Aquaman could have had his great movie that he came out with. Shazam was good. And just think, Justice League could be coming out next year instead of that horrible one that came out two years ago, three years ago. Just think about it, people. Am I lying? Think about it. I'm not lying on that. Suicide Squad was good. All these movies that came out. Justice League should be now coming out. It would have been great. They rushed it. It was stupid. Keeping it moving. Marvel Phase Four. Iron Man hitting the hitting, hitting the uh, uh, on the rumor board of making a comeback at some capacity. But the bigger news is, is that Tom Holland. Called Disney's people, he called MCU people, and he got on the phone and was like, "Look, we need to make something happen, damn it, because I'm not trying to walk away from this opportunity to be a big time superhero star like a Robert Downey Jr. Like this is like Tom Holland can do other movies." But as long as he's Spider-Man, that is, that's winning, man. Like, he's a better Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire. We got him in a kid's phase, man. It was like showing that he's a kid, and now he's going to come up. That's perfect. Tobey Maguire was already old, and it was already kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. This is perfect. It's already perfect. I like how they're doing this, man. And now he's back for a third movie, Far uh, uh, Homecoming 3. That's going to be 2022. Who I want to say? 20, I want to say? I, I, I think I'm right on that. I hope I'm right. I want to say I'm right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Holland playing Spider-Man, which... I liked the first part with Tobey Maguire. It wasn't like I disliked it because I mean it had a nice cast to it. it had James Franco in it. it had um, Defoe playing the Goblin and all that stuff. But it just this franchise so far has just been so much better because of the integration of being a Civil War and being around Tony Stark and, and all that stuff like that. It. It's just a better vibe, better action and all that stuff. Um, I was very pleased with Far From Home. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Mysterio, how he played him was great, too. So now we're getting this third movie. Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Please do it. Um, Black Panther 2. Bring in Storm. Because now we're bringing in the noise of saying that now we got 
Uh, Juggernaut was mentioned in Doctor Strange, when we didn't even really know it because of the storyline of saying that his new movie with the he's going to be jumping multiverse and stuff like that. So I like the red bands that he used against Thanos on Infinity War. Those red bands that he used in that spell was part of the spell that he got from the powers of the multiverse of this Shytok deal to where that Shytok or this, I guess this organization or this, 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 this entity that makes these super soldiers and which made Juggernaut to go and terrorize. So the red bands that was around the, the gauntlet that was restraining, you know what I'm saying, Thanos from closing his fist, that material or that spell that was in Affinity War was a, is a pure sign that, especially with this Doctor Strange 2 coming out, that he can be jumping in through multiverses, and then that could be the intro to X-Men. And the first thing that's on order of business is Juggernaut. This could be interesting if that happens like that. So that's something to, that's something to look out for. Um... With the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, that's dope. I mean, this is super dope right there, man. Um, the 10 grand... I mean, the Grand 10 movie lineup was originally announced by Marvel Studios in 2014. And then, you, you know what I'm saying, you had, you had all these movies come out. And... All I kept saying was, like, man, like, they keep doing this shit, man. Like, they get they getting all my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just when, with with the Hulk. Even with Ed Norton, you know what I'm saying? And Sergeant, and uh, General Ross, you know what I'm saying? That, the, then they started doing the, the, um, the scenes at the end of the credits. It just kept growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And now we got to this point right now, man. It's just, it's unbelievable. And now we got Black Widow. She's already started filming her movie. Um, the villain, and that's going to be the Taskmaster. Um, it's, it's going to be like uh, the Natasha Romanoff story. You know, she died on Endgame, so it ain't no continuation or nothing like that. But it's good to see that she's getting her own movie that we can get the full story about her before she showed up, you know what I'm saying, at, at, at Stark Tower, you know what I'm saying, working for uh, uh, Nick Fury and the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I mean, like, it's going to be pretty cool to see that and the Taskmaster being the villain and, um, uh, yeah, solo. It's a solo female-led movie, and it's the first and the second of its kind, with Captain Marvel being the first. So it's pretty darn cool. Then you got the Eternals coming out. The Eternals going to be big. The Eternals going to tell a lot of the story about the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how things being. These guys are pretty much like the gods of what we view, of the superpowers and stuff like that, like the 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 the. the the beings that, that, that we see that can do the things that, you know, how they can do it and vibranium and all that stuff like that. The internals are the reason, so to speak. I mean, these are the guys that are huge. I mean, like, they're big, and Angelina Jolie's going to be in it, and that's pretty cool. So, I mean, like, that's going to be big. The internals is going to be the, you know what I'm saying, the ancient race of superpowered beings of the same name. Character breakdowns have revealed the Eternals' full roster. And, you know what I'm saying, these, these, it's, it's going to be big. Can't wait for that. Now, I mean, the only thing I can say about the Eternals is it's probably going to be slow. It's going to be like Thor 1. You know, kind of like, it's going to be, I guarantee it's not going to be pop, pop, pop. It's going to be slow. I guarantee it's going to be slow. But Black Panther 2 is going to be the last of the movies is going to be coming for the uh, Phase 5 um, ordeal. You know, that's coming out like 2022, 20, 23, something like that. 
Um, Ryan Coogler already got the return to direct. He's already writing on the script and trying to get the storyline uh, outlined, uh, situated and everything like that. Kevin Foggy got all his uh, confidence. Him and speaking of, speaking of Kevin Foggy, they were sitting there saying that Kevin Foggy, the person that produces these super movies that does so great, could be also in the running to be running Lucasfilms or in some capacity going to be helping producing a Star Wars movie. That's going to be big in, for the Star Wars because when he does the movies, is out of this world because he's doing an action movie with him um, 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 putting his time and money. I think he's really going all into this one action movie. He's going to have... Um, it's going to have Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Baldwin, uh, uh, Boseman, Black Panther. It's going to have him, and um, I can't remember who else is in this movie, but that's going to be a darn good one right there. I think it's called the uh, the Job or something. Um, now come on, soft straight talk. You got to know this stuff. We're going to talk about it, but then, you know that's, that's burning moment. It wasn't on the topics, but that's 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 going to be a good one. That's going to have Chadwick Boseman and uh, Kevin Foggy uh, uh, producing it. Uh, something different, something not superhero-ish, something gritty, something that's going to be 21 Bridges is what it's called. It's going to be some gritty, some tough, and it's going to be, I'm all in for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But Black Panther 2, will it have Michael B. Jordan coming back? Because this is the one thing. Did he really die? I mean, we know he pulled the knife out and he passed out, but did he really die? He said he'd rather, he rather die a prisoner than, you know what I'm saying, than uh, die free than, than live, a, live a, uh, in uh, shackles. But did he die? Could they bring him back? Is there a way they can bring him back? Because Killmonger's character was so powerful. One center saying it outdid Chadwick Boseman. I thought Black Panther won the movie, but it would be kind of cool to see that that character didn't die off and that he can actually help in the MCU world, you know what I'm saying? Or if you're going to make the sister be more uh, Siri and more of the thing because in the comic book she was. But with Black Panther, you got to bring Storm in this situation because bringing the X-Men, I'm hoping that Storm, because Storm and T'Challa end up getting married in the comic book. So I want that to happen. So with all this time going by, we want to see an introduction to this freaking X-Men. Well, yeah, that, that, that right there is going to be uh, quintessential about how they're going to bring in the X-Men, how they're going to bring in Fantastic Four, because that's been hinted, but nothing confirmed. Nothing's been confirmed with the X-Men, but having the rights of the X-Men is big, and um, here's some other good things about the X-Men, too. So, I mean, it's all going to it's all going to be great stuff. It's coming. It's, it's coming. It's really coming. Um, take a quick little break real quick, and Saw Straight Talk Show will be right back. Back here at the Saw Straight Talk Show, had to take a quick little break. Now we're back. Continue our talk about the MCU Phase 5. I was on talking about the, the additions. That's where I left off from. The additions of X-Men, Possibility, Fantastic Four. To this great MCU, you, you know what I'm saying? These movies like... Fantastic Four, X-Men, stuff like that. They've been done before. But they have not been done in these studios. Like Iron Man, Ragnarok, Ultron. These movies that have been, you know what I'm saying, blockbusters, hits. That people can sit there and go back, man, I want to watch Civil War. I want to watch Ant-Man. You know, even Ant-Man. But not too many people sitting there talking about, oh, I want to see uh, 
X-Men's First Class or, you know, uh, Days of Days of Future Past, I think people like that one. I like that one, too. Well, first Class didn't really get that much of a hoopla, you know what I'm saying? So it just, now if X-Men gets into the MCU, the big, big things that that could be just so limitless, man, like, you know, getting the new Wolverine, Wolverine versus Hulk, uh, Hulk's intro, I mean, uh, Wolverine's intro was in the Hulk comic book, so they could either do that by making a movie with that title, or just having a movie with that scene with Wolverine coming into the fold, going against the Hulk, um, you know what I'm saying, I've heard rumors that Magneto and Professor X being black, African American. Um, Denzel Washington was pinged to be Magneto because when um, Stan Lee and uh, I can't believe I can't remember the other guy's name made the character for uh, Professor X at Magneto, it was in the the mindset or the, or to say the the, the 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 build was in similar to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. In which Martin Luther King would be more of a Charles Xavier uh, maker. And then you got Magneto. It's been more of a Malcolm X type figure. Which would be dope. Hey, I'm all for it. Because... The one thing I can say is like like the talks of the black Superman, you know what I'm saying, with Michael B. Jordan being Superman. Like, that might be a little bit tougher because it's just like the, on the eyes. But with the X-Men, I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can go get my lasting image of these X-Men characters, I mean, about who they want to be. I mean, like, let's say, like, for example, like, If, if they made Storm white. You know, Storm's never been white. She's always been black. Comic books. Movies. TV show. Cartoon. She's always black. Always had the, the light skin, type skin. Halle Berry played her. Then you got a new character to play her. She was black. So if you go and get, say, a, I don't know, a Gal Gadot. I know that's fine. She's a DC character. I'm just saying, if you go get somebody white to play that character, just like if you go get somebody white to play Black Panther, is that completely right? Because what I said in the beginning is what is the reason why the idea is even mentioned is because the two characters. Magneto, not Storm, or anybody else I named, they didn't have the 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 the, 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 the brainstorming of like who could these characters compare to, or just like how can we start these characters off? And they thought of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Now, for say like. Rogue or Gambit, if they'd have been like, oh, Gambit, like, we was thinking of somebody like a B.B. King, you know what I'm saying, like, and we, we just thought of that character, and okay, then you can make a black Gambit, 
But, but that's my point. That is widely known to Stan Lee in this, at this time, especially with civil rights and all that stuff like that, had these characters in mind for that. But they made them white. But if you want to sit there and make them black now, I mean, like, I don't see the problem. I don't see the... I don't think it's going to hurt the story. I don't think it's going to hurt, period. Because... It was this guy who I think his name is C King on on social media. He's on, on he's on Facebook. I know I got him on Facebook. His name is C King, C dot King, and he did a um. He's he is like a one, like a plus at Denzel Washington impersonations, and this man did an impersonation of Denzel Washington. Doing Magneto was was spot. I'm talking about just dead on, man. Like, oh my god, that, that was just so. Like, I couldn't. I can't really say funny because it was so dead spot on. And just to hear the idea of Denzel Washington playing Magneto, they need to make it happen. They need to make it happen, man. Because like, damn it, that was cool. You know what I'm saying? That was way cool. Um, C. King. Go find him, man. On YouTube. Go find him on Facebook. Go find that guy, man. Because if if Denzel played Magneto, he would probably sound a little something like this. I mean that—that's Denzel. That—that's not Denzel talking. But if you listen to it, that sounds like Denzel being Magneto. Now you can't tell me that you won't sit stand up in a theater for that. You can't tell me that you wouldn't. You'll be lying. That was powerful. Now, Fastbender playing Magneto, probably the best Magneto ever. Sorry, Gandalf. Yes, I'm calling you Gandalf. Your Magneto's not better. But if Denzel got to be freaking Magneto, watch out now. And then, um, I forgot who they said was going to be playing um, uh, Xavier. I can't remember who it was. Dang it. But it is, it, it's not that important right now because Denzel was always one to be really been pointed. I think it was like a real, I think that was a, a reach. I think somebody took the Denzel rumor and then made a reach on a rumor for, uh, made a reach on a suggestion for Xavier's character being black. 
But I hope Denzel takes a look at that. I really do. How cool that would be. How cool that would be. Now. The big, 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 big thing I wanted to talk about the MCU is that who are they going to get to be if, like, if, if they're going to do the same formula of, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten, fifteen movies that they're going to do, but who is going to be the new Thanos? Who's going to be the new, holy shit, the guy that kept working? Because, you know, the thing about Thanos is, is that when they showed his first appearance of him, especially he wasn't the Thanos that we saw him on Infinity War Endgame, but work in progress, I guess you could say, when he's one of the previous movies, that how they worked him in. Because it wasn't like those things where people was going, oh, man, I hope Thanos don't come down here. Or I hope this. They didn't know nothing about him, but just we did. You know, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy might have had the idea because, you know, you got Gamora and all that stuff. And, and then there comes uh... Man, I'm drawing a blank on names. It's crazy. But is it going to be Galactus? Like, who's going to be that guy, woman, that's going to be better than Hela? Ultron. Because you got these, these new... Enemies that you're hearing, because like even with the Quan Chi movie that's coming out 2021, I want to say, or 20, yeah, 2021, that's bringing the Mandarin into the thing, the real Mandarin, and whatever villains is going to be with that. Then you're going to have the Taskmaster with Black uh, Black Widow. Then you're going to have Black Panthers, the who they don't know yet, the story ain't built uh, all the way built yet. But all these stories, it's going to have that that villain, that that one true villain, like. Doctor Strange 2 could be, like I said, a combination of things. Could be, you know, like I said, Juggernaut could be in it. Who knows? You got all these movies coming out. Who's going to be the new guy? It's going to be Galactus. It's going to be Dark Mamu. It's going to be, you know, who? Who's going to be that guy that's going to be the pest? You know, what they bring in Spider-Man so heavy where you bring in Venom. Carnage, you know, maximum carnage. Like, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to see who the Eternals movie is going to be big. The Eternals movie is going to be big, something to pay attention to. Like, the Eternals movie is going to be like that that story that you want to get because you want to have an understanding for so much. And I just feel like the Eternals is going to be that movie that you're going to have to, like, really pay attention to. Because it just seems like this is going to be like a, a whole new beginning. Or, or just like something where we're like, okay, okay. So the Eternals, if they did a whole new chronological order for these new set of movies coming out, the Eternals would be the first one. That's basically what I'm thinking. So that's going to be cool. But I want another Captain Marvel movie. That better be on the works. Like I want another Captain Marvel movie. Some way capacity or just her in a movie. Because uh, I'm hearing rumors like, like this, or not say rumors, but it's just like, in the comic books, it was like there's a, uh, um, a series where 
Captain Marvel in War Machine was a thing. It was funny that on Endgame they paid homage to that, I would say, whenever they was in the meeting with Scarlett Johansson Black Widow, and they were talking, and they was all in a hologram, and it was War Machine, Captain Marvel, um, um, I want to say, oh man, it was uh, a couple other people. It was on that scene. And it, whenever they was about to leave, whenever like that, Captain Marvel looked at War Machine a little extra five seconds longer with a nice little look. And he did the same. So Don Cheadle and Brie Larson, nice way, War Machine, Captain Marvel looked like a thing. It looked like a thing between them. It just did. It just really did. Yeah, it was people from Wakanda. Wakanda, I want to say, it was in that too. So yeah, but it, but that 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 was cool. I like that. So if they even make something like that, it's cool. And um, you know, as long as they bring you know everybody back, Tom Hardy. If they do another Venom, it better be Tom Hardy. You know, what I'm saying he did the voice, he did it. He he he, he did Venom, man. So. Marvel's looking good, and here in the coming, you know, in, in, the, in the coming months, years, really, really, really focused on what they're going to do with the internals. I'm really pumped about what Ryan Cougar going to do with um, Black Panther 2. And like I said, I'm just really pumped up on the fact that we're just getting a whole new batch of movies. It didn't end at Endgame. And now it can step up DC. You know what I'm saying? Now we're getting, you know, the Joker today. But hopefully the, the Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be good, stellar. But everything is popping now thanks to Iron Man 1. Thanks to Blade, Marvel was saved. Um, and, you know what I'm saying, it's been going since then. And I can't get off of it. But, you know what I'm saying, it's been great to hear these new moves uh, with movies that are coming out. Great, man. It's like, it's not the same kind of like watered down remakes. You're getting something with a little bit more passion added to it. You know what I'm saying? Like this bad boy for life, it looks like it's going to be a banger. And you really go back and get Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and have them do something real good. These these brother directors, man, they really are good. And um, they're going to be hopefully doing Beverly Hills Cop 4. So, I mean, like, that, those two, they're dedicated. One of them was, like, sick, needed to go to the hospital. They still showed up to work for Bad Boys for Life, so they're dedicated. And uh, that's all going to be good, man. But um, I will be back doing more episodes like this on the entertainment side, doing movie reviews and stuff like that. But coming, coming, coming very soon this weekend, this week, either going to upload it either this weekend or, or, or next week coming up. Is going to be the first episode of the movie breakdown. Um, really haven't came up with a name yet. I ain't trying to take no names. I ain't trying to bite off nobody. But we're going to get it all right. But the first movie is going to be all about the Benjamins. We're going to break it down. Some topics and stuff. Something that y'all would enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Maybe play some uh, uh, clips from the movie and all that good stuff. But that's going to be a laugh. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be something to learn and everything like that. First movie is going to be all about the Benjamins, me, and Horace Coleman is going to be breaking that down. But this is an episode of the Saw Straight Talk Show. I hope y'all enjoy it. hope y'all listen to it a bunch of times. But I will be back next time. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>